I will turn my back on post-Ska, but I will never turn my back on Ska. Okay, so that's thing one. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast brought to you by us over at azhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Hootie's going to pierce his nose. <laughs> sitting next to Jake is someone else who's just looking for the twist. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 1997's Urban Legend, which was a pick from Patreon member Leslie. Leslie, thank you very much for all the support and for the rad as hell pick. And hey, like Leslie, you could become a patron of ours, and if you're at a certain level, you get to pick one of the movies for us to review, and that's actually become several for each of those Patreon members. But we are not where your money should be going, so as they have been for the better part of the last year, almost a full year now, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to Feeding America. So if you want to uh, get some cool perks and know that your money's going to a better place than our dumbasses, you can go to patreon.com slash atozhorror, support the show at your level of choosing. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. We just appreciate you listening to the show and hanging out with us. But do consider doing what you can to help somebody who needs it. Blacklivesmatters.carrd.co remains a good list of places where you can help be a service fight the systemic, or raci- the systemic racial injustice that plagues this country. But if you need a little escapism for the next little bit, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears, but not before I mention that we're going to spoil the shit out of the 1997 movie, Urban Legend. Uh, so fair warning on that. Um, uh, Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Wow. <laughs> that was a lot of week. words that you said Woo! in a row. Woo! I started to zone out. I um, nailed them all. <clears throat> most of them. Um, I got a Bat Squatch by Rogue. My thinking here is that this is... Um, in its own way, an urban legend, right? I mean, I was I was kind of between this and a Bigfoot barley wine, but I don't particularly care about Isn't barley wine. Isn't Bigfoot wines. expressly not an urban legend? Isn't Bigfoot just a legend legend? It's a forested area legend. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, so Bat Squatch, totally different from, from Sasquatch. And that, <laughs> that's why go. I went okay. with it. Oh, um, decidedly like it. more urban, that's why? I got a, yeah, exactly. Everybody knows Bat Squatches are more urban than... Sasquatches. Uh-huh. I got I got another one too. I did drink this last week, but if the shoe fits, wear it. I'm drinking a revenge double IPA because Stop. I mean that's you can't do it. the whole At plot some point, of the you movie. Can't do it every week though, you know. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see. I I don't know anything about the movie we're watching next week, so I mean, I'm going to continue to drink it if it fits. I don't even know what movie we're watching next week. If it's, if it's not rainier, you're not allowed to drink it every week. I disagree with that rule. I don't think that's right. <laughs> that is not in our bylaws. Jack, your lack of promiscuity when it comes to drinking has really fucked over some other mildly regional beers like Yeah, like what if rainier. I wanted to have a Montucky Colt snack every week? Well, Olympia <laughs> stopped making beer. That was my whole point. I was angling towards that. Sad. Sad day. Hmm. Yeah, well, you I'm on it. that rainier life, buddy. Well, you know. God. <laughs> Jake, what are you drinking? Fucking like you're... Energy, clearly. He's drinking energy. I, I'm drinking energy. Well, I will be somewhat energized. Um, I've done, done one that's like this before. It's one of their other in the same series. This is by Bombastic Brewing. It's called Attempted Murder. Uh, there's a lot of attempted murder from the main slasher spoilers towards the end of this movie. All of it is unsuccessful. 
The other angle on this is we're recording this on a Monday night, and this is a big old Imperial Stout, 10.5%, so it might describe what the beer, what, what, what angle <laughs> it's taken on me and how I'm going to feel I like feel that tomorrow. very much, buddy. I like that. A lot of attempted murder solid. in this movie. Some successful, yes. some not. Yes, there is. Um, I myself went with a beer by Silver Moon Brewing, which Jake is from your old stomping grounds, Eugene, Oregon, I think. Um, you think I, I was in Eugene? You were close. You were closer <laughs> to Eugene than I was. I, thought I mean, I was, was in Eugene. Yes, I was in Eugene. It was just a weird way to put that. <laughs> you either know or you uh, don't know, Jack. Continue. Okay. Uh, it's their IPA. This is the IPA 97. I believe this beer is actually referring to Highway 97, um, but nevertheless, this movie is a 1997 movie. I don't even recall that brewery movie. being. It is a 1998 movie, for the record. Uh, not if you listen to the top of the episode, Mark. You'll find that my definitive declaration was that the movie's from 1997. Um, now you're just making it up. It came out in September of 98. Agree to disagree on that one. I'm okay. drinking an IPA 97, which you know is perfect. When, cause that's you know when we have a really out. good beer week? Uh-huh. This was not that. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? When we put up the thing that says, like, hey, maybe we all won. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> that will not be going up this week. Oh, shit. But drinking beers and watching the 1997 movie, Urban Legend, isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. And ordinarily, we'd tell you all about it, except for as we release, this is going to be close to the start of the month, that month being February of 2021. So we are going to hit you with the horror release roundup. HRR is a segment where we will kick you a link to every trailer for a horror movie we could find coming up over the course of the next month. And over at the website, AtoZHorror.com, that time with a hyphen, a hyphenZHorror.com. We will give you like a a little blurb about each and every single trailer. Uh, You can find all the links there. But here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. Let's start at the bottom. Jake, what's your bottom one pick for February of 2021? Mine is Happy Times. (laughs) Um, Yeah. This was among the stinkers. I usually don't go right for like the worst ones. And I don't think that I did. It's among that bottom class, but I don't think it's the worst. There are a couple down there that are just really, I don't think, worth your time. The problem that I had with Happy Times as a trailer was that it really sputtered out of the gate. Like it was so aimless for the first, I don't know, 30, 45 seconds of a minute and a half long trailer. This wasn't the longest trailer of the it, month by and any it stretch. It might be a trailer making issue. I think it could be. Uh, but on top of that, if it's not, and if it's like the best version of itself that I could think, which shit goes off the rails at a dinner party and people start killing each other. And it's kind of like a mayhem style situation, free for all looking thing. Um, yeah. Even if it, kind of gets towards that humorous vibe and it's gory and whatever people are killing each other i'm still not all that interested but at worst it's super unfocused like it's trailer because it didn't seem to give a shit about me understanding what what was coming to the table or like what it was bringing to the table at the start <laughs> I, yeah uh, you just had a lot literally of literally no idea what's going on speaking a different language it was yiddish or i don't know fuck uh don't, not interested multiple fronts right yeah yeah it's a uh, it's a fine pick, Mark. How about yourself, buddy? Oh, mine was the same. Happy times. Uh, <laughs> nice. Jake Jake said almost all of the things that um, encapsulate the movie. I wanted to talk a little bit about the YouTube watching experience. <clears throat> so, <Okay. laughs> the for whatever reason, um, and I have only myself to blame on this one, but we linked to to a carrier of the trailer called Britflix dot com. How dare um, you? I mean, it was the first <laughs> one that I, that came up. Whatever. It, it was the correct trailer, um, but there's a line in their description that refers to this as another entry in the Jews behaving poorly uh, genre, which Oof. is either a genre I was unaware of or speaks very poorly 
Brits behaving badly. And I did do a little bit of extra research just to see if that was a thing that exists in the world. And uh, I think it's just a Brit flicks term. And now I don't know what we linked to. Yeah, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other thing is 10,000 people have watched this trailer and there is exactly one comment and it's all caps and it says, boring. (laughs) So 10,000 people, one comment. That is pretty solid. Wow. So I think that's a pretty good representation of uh, how aimless and crazy this movie is. That is a word picture. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I went a different direction. I went with a movie that has a little bit more of a pedigree here in terms of I actually really like the director, but this movie unfortunately doesn't look like it's doing it for me. I went with The Reckoning. Okay. Um, this is a Neil Marshall-directed movie. For those of you who don't know that, he directed The Descent, I think, most famously, and also Dog Soldiers, which is a lot less good, but also still a decent hey, movie. Hey, It's a Careful. lot less good than The Descent. Uh, it's fine. Um, this just looks like it's all the... I, I don't mind a period piece. I, I tend to like a period piece. This has all the wrong parts of a period piece what? for me. It's just, it's like it doesn't have any of the isolation and, and like loneliness and depressing nature does that have I get plague from masks, period though. pieces. It has plague masks, it makes which just feels up. lazy. They feel very lazy in the movie. Mm-hmm. They feel like, hey, this is horror. Throw some plague masks in there. And it just, I don't know, it wasn't doing anything for me. It was just like, ah. Okay. Um, I, I completely guys, agree. I mean, yeah. this shouldn't shock our listeners to know that I also didn't care for the period piece horror. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what I went, Mark. You'll be surprised. No, I also didn't pick that bullshit Nick Cage movie as my bottom one. Uh, that's because that movie looks fucking bonkers and awesome. And we'll wow. get back to that in a minute. It looks one t- one of those one of the two of those things. Um, let's move awesome. on to dark horse picks. Jake, what is your dark horse pick? I kind of want Mark to go first, but I won't have it because you. I'm, I'm we're nothing if not structured, Jack. Um, I would have picked the thing that he's about to talk about, but I'm trying to spread the love around. I guess uh, I went with the reckoning here, and it primarily is because of the Marshall route. Like this, I agree. It doesn't look like the dude's it's, got chops. It, yeah, it doesn't look like it's up my alley, but it nothing about the trailer personally told me that it's a poorly made movie and I'm going to ride with the experience that he brings to the table. Now it could be bad, but it could be really cool. And I don't know. I don't have a definitive opinion either way. It just left me with a little bit of intrigue because I know what the dude's done before. So we'll wait and see. could be great. could be a total horseshit. Wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, I, I could buy that. Mark, what is your dark horse pick? So thanks for the setup on that one, Jake. I went with um, a movie that is possibly the most A24-ass movie <laughs> I have ever seen a trailer for that is not provided by A24. Um, <clears throat> this movie is called The Pond, uh, and it comes out on February 23rd. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, uh, I picked this too as my dark horse. Okay, <laughs> it, it so, is the dark horse. Like, it was mine yeah, too. An anthropology professor kicked out from his university claiming to have discovered something apocalyptic then becomes chased by something interested in that their apocalypse. And the trick here is the visuals for this are out of this fucking world. They're so like the, the still image game of the like movies PR department is fire. The, <laughs> the poster on, on IMDb, when we wrote this probably has changed by the time you're hearing this with an actual poster is just a woman covered in a lot of rope no words nothing there's nothing identifying it as associated with the pond it's just a lady holding like rope in her hands and then the rope is also like up and around her head and stuff the other image you see is a guy standing on like sitting on like a throne and his head is just twigs 
It's, uh, that image from the trailer is the one that sold me. That's yeah. like it's like made of hay and twigs and straw and stuff. It's like that's what I want to see. What there's, the fuck? There's people walking around with bags on their heads with like cartoon faces painted. I have I have no idea what is going on with this movie. And much like oh, most of art. those Yeah, it's that's it's going, going to be very artsy. The thing that inspires just a twinge of hope in me, leading it for it to be in the dark horse and not just in the obscure extras category, is that the, the visuals are pretty unsettling and cool looking. So, yeah. at a minimum, you got that going for you. It'll be just like nice. Neon Demon. Oh God, no! That <laughs> I I mean, no, it won't. Probably not. That movie's so well, bad. If it is, I won't be able to get through it. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, it'll be it'll horse. be three and a half hours long and won't make any sense. That's which why it's a dark probably horse. Could happen. I don't think it's gonna be three and a half hours long. It, to be clear, I think the Neon Demon would have been too long at ninety minutes. Um, <laughs> well, and also to be clear, I'm pretty sure Neon Demon is like uh, hour forty five or something. I don't think it's that long, is it? I don't know. I made it like twenty seven minutes in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, I picked the same dark horse, which is gonna take us to the top one. Jake, take us into the stratosphere. What's got you jacked up? Oh, Seder. I'm all oh yeah! Up. I mean, this was my alternate dark horse. Oh, what? I'm. Oh, I picked a different. I need to one let this breathe one. for a minute. Did you pick Willy's Wonderland, Jack? Fuck no, I didn't. No, he oh, did. come on. Okay, I'm going back in. Seder. <laughs> um, we at A to Z Horror are on record as liking people getting fucked with in the woods, and people are going to get fucked with in the woods by like a cryptid demon. Um. Yes. Pretty cool. The trailer was edited immaculately. Sound was great. The music was cool. They integrated the bo- the bottle cap being torn off a beer bottle into the soundtrack of the trailer. Like, what, what more do you want, Jack? This movie was tailor-made for you. It looks great. Uh, and? The acting looks a little stilted in that trailer, and I'm worried it will be that stilted. I actually don't remember, thing. like, any of the acting. I remember the- bearded guy with gun and beard. I, w- I was like, oh, this movie... The, the first ten seconds of the trailer inspire almost no confidence like yep. the the person talking directly yep. into the camera and sort of describing who the satyr is you're like oh this is a micro budget like weird thing and then it turns into like this way cooler soundscape that you're escaping into with where there's like a sampled beer bottle opener and the guy has a cool hunting whistle and all their shit this is happening so could be a well-made trailer for a not great movie and that would be sad but it did enough for me to put it right up at the top yeah, it, I do yeah, not it also think that's could be case. a very low budget movie that has something to say and executes on its voice, and that would be amazing. Yeah, those are kind of my favorite kind. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I just, I'm whatever. I don't think this month is that great. So it felt like a good month. This slotted in nicely. I'll say that. I like that. I like that. Mark, how about yourself? What is your top one? Yeah, Seder was my running was my runner up, but I went I went with uh, the fan favorite, Willie's Wonderland, um, the one that's guaranteed to be. Uh, the best of this crop that uh, is with really no other true, contenders. So. That's absolutely false, but <laughs> um, I, Look, I'll give you this, Mark. Am the this Nicholas is the kind Cage of movie apologist. In, this <laughs> is the kind of movie in which Nick Cage belongs. A movie that is trying to be very stupid. Yeah. And so the, here you go. Here, and this is where he belongs. Yeah. Just unleash his mania in a way that doesn't require him to speak. It's the role he was born to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great setup. They're they're obviously taking Five Nights at Freddy's onto the silver screen and going from there. And uh, it's gonna be a ton of fun. They're not sure. trapped in. He's not trapped in there with them. They're trapped in there with him. Oh, that you line! It, oh my god, that line! 
It knows what it's doing. Whatever. Oh, it seems yeah. stupid. I it's get drunk and dumb watch pop it. Culture whatever. References. Yeah. I, I will say this one. I, I was a little bit worried. It is going to get a little bit on the. They were so busy making a movie that's so good. It's or so bad. It's good. They forgot to make it at all good. <laughs> they forgot to make the movie part. Yeah, I don't know, but I will say this is where Nick Cage belongs. So that that seems fine. It is not what I picked. Um, I picked a little flick called Terrifier Two, which is probably oh, coming sense. out. Yeah, it's pro- <laughs> yeah. probably coming. It's, it's going to be showed to like one person on a CRT in like the Midwest. <laughs> it'll be in that. It'll be in that fucking lighthouse or whatever. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I'm not really. The, this isn't a news podcast. What film festival was that? That was actually rad as hell. It was really cool where you could rent out the one room to watch it. Well, yeah, yeah, you had to enter a drawing, and they were just gonna—they're sending someone one one you winner your, only to a. I thought like, you could bring your pod nope. with you. you could bring, nope. Like, no, literally it's just one. one winner. Oh, God. Only you. It was like some Swedish healthcare worker that won. So she's going to this lighthouse and is going to be there for like three days watching the full film festival slate. <laughs> which um, I mean, good for her. Super, super cool. I love it. I don't remember which film festival it is. Anyway, continue. Well, th- this is precisely why we're not a news podcast, Jake. Either way, Terrifier 2, this is uh, now being completely independently like released and distributed. It, But Art the Clown is back uh, from the trailer. They get the vibe of Art the Clown just right. Uh, they got the same actor to play Art the Clown. It looks fucking exactly like what Terrifier is supposed to be, too. I had two thoughts. So okay. mostly agree. One One good thought, one bad thought about this trailer. Good thought. Art the Clown's teeth have decayed more since the first movie. That is a good <laughs> nice. touch. I like that. Thumbs up. This, thought two, bad thought. This is like a lot brighter and more colorful and more crisp than the first. And I kind of, I want the grime. It doesn't seem, at least from the trailer, to be as grimy. And that's actually really concerning to me. It's a little brighter, but um, yeah. Who knows? I mean, if they're still going like full force, uh, just egregious over-the-top overkill, then cool, whatever. Let it be as shiny as you want it to be. I don't care. But (laughs) that could actually create like this interesting juxtaposition. Uh, But I expected more grime and grit, and it just, it was a little too shiny for me. That's fair. But on the, in the shininess's defense, the actor playing what appears to be the antagonist, or the protagonist of the movie, um, the the woman in the the angel costume, super cute. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> Look, the Terrifier movies have not had a difficult time casting cute women. Yeah, <laughs> like they do, not at all. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, I fucking love Terrifier, um, and I'm very excited for Terrifier too. So that is what I picked. Are there mm-hmm. any others we want to cover before we go to the feature presentation? I have a few quick things to throw on there. Uh, duo of what seems to be slower budget horror movies that seem like they might be kind of cool. Uh, Sacrifice, starring Barbara Crampton. Um, where I don't, after this is one of those ones where like every part of the synopsis is each its own independent horror movie element. But uh, <laughs> basically, after their mother's death, Isaac and his pregnant wife returned to his birthplace on a remote Norwegian island to claim an unexpected inheritance. During their visit, <laughs> the couple discovered dark secrets from Isaac's past. That's the most horror ass movie, horror movie ass horror movie I've heard of in a long time. But the the oof seems pretty good, just coming off of whatever you get from the trailer. Yeah, the Barbara Crampton. I, I'm in. Whatever. Yeah, you got that too. Uh, Although, super generic title. I will not remember this. Correct. Yeah, there's an outside chance that I accidentally watched this one completely having forgotten what it was. <laughs> it, um, but they'll throw, the card will have her face on it. You'll be like, oh, It'll have one. Barbara Crampton. Yeah, they'll yeah. get that heavy. Uh, the other one is The Vigil, which is a, mm-hmm. like, a orthodox Jewish guy who's who's 
who's slated to basically babysit like a temple or a holy site or something like that, and then shit hits the fan. It seems like it has this like cool folklore vibe to it. It's actually two years old, three years old now. Um, really? And had been floating around the circuit for a while. I don't know what the overall reception for it has been, but I got good vibes out of the trailer. So I did like how there was a poll quote in that trailer, though, that was like, potential for a new franchise when like that's kind of the yeah, MO like, when you're Blumhouse. Not. So <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Um, and then one other quick thing to highlight, Into the Dark is back. Uh, they have a movie coming out to celebrate Valentine's Day. It's called Tentacles. It is not the Tentacles Valentine's Day that I was expecting Me it to be. Me either. <laughs> and I am um, significantly less interested in it because of it. <laughs> very little hentai content coming out of YouTube or Hulu these days. It's unfortunate. But uh, all that aside, I am kind of happy to see them back. It's nice to have that little nice little regular piece of the horror world. <laughs> yeah, and give it a give it a cool platform to like up and coming filmmakers is fucking awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. Awesome. What Into the exactly. Dark is is really cool, and I appreciate it. Uh, I've still, I've only seen one of those movies now. Um, I don't think like the movies are great, but you need that platform. Yep. yep. This is the first Absolutely. one since July of 2020. Wow. Makes sense. So. Wow. I mean, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> feature presentation. Do it now. Go. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1997's Urban Legend, uh, which may or may not have come out in 1998. It doesn't matter because it came out in 1997. Leslie picked this movie. Leslie, thank you very, very much for picking this movie. We very much appreciate the support. But, boys, that means... uh, what we have to tag team no. the the thirty second plot synopsis. You know what was this. so funny is like I knew th- I knew this, but for some reason my brain was incapable of separating it from Mark, and I just assumed that oh, he would have to dude, give the thirty second plot synopsis. Straight up all day, I've been like, oh man, I don't even have to give a plot synopsis because Mark has to do that yeah. this week. I don't. <laughs> it's just like it's such a Mark movie. Yeah, this one has Mark been movie. very high on my list for a long time. So <laughs> the fact that it was recommended via listener is is very serendipitous. Well, Mark, why don't you uh, tell us about your history with the flick then? I mean, so this came out in 1998, um, contrary to what you've heard. <laughs> and right, <laughs> right around that time, False. <laughs> right around that time um, I, you know, it was also a very common weekend practice to go rent a movie and watch it with your buds. Uh, and this is one of the ones that we did a bunch of that with. I we mean, it's, it's like between eight and nine at the time. <laughs> uh, we were ten. It came Keep out in yourself, 98, man. man. I definitely was okay, not yeah, watching. So and by the, nine, t- and by the time it hit home video, we were like 11 or Wait, 12, which is fine. You were the only one who was born in 88. Really? We're yeah, diving yeah. deep here. Yeah. The listeners are like slowly crossing off like individual details that they have trying to piece together my secret identity. Oh, um, trust me. They don't give a shit. Whatever. Uh, maybe also, maybe this one much was- Much easier ways to find out my exact name and home address, so we don't need to worry about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, maybe this came, but this was a little bit later. Obviously, it took a little a little bit of time for it to come to VHS or DVD or whatever fucking medium I watched it on. But it was in there. It was in that like same run of you'd probably seen Scream, Scream Two at this point. Um, there was another one from the same era that was not as fun, but was kind of marketed the same called Cry Wolf that I remember being big for a minute. Oh God. Um, I remember there were also like MTV had a few. There was I think there was one that MTV did called like. 
Stop, I know what you did last Friday the 13th. Shriek, I know what you did last Friday the 13th. I'm pretty sure was what it was Sounds called. Right. It was like a parody thing. <laughs> I mean, the this was this was like the height of slashers, of like just hitting the slasher archetypes. Um, and for whatever reason, this is one of the ones that like stuck with me in my brain. I, there are a few scenes from this that I just think it's, it's a clever enough execution of the of the playbook that that sort of sets itself apart from the rest. Obviously, not from Scream because that's the that's the OG. But and this Mark, is like I've, right. Uh, it's funny because you mentioned like the height of that, and it's like also simultaneously probably like rock ass bottom for horror in the zeitgeist and how it was perceived. Maybe because of this movie, <laughs> rating spoilers possible. Uh, Mark, I have a confession to make to you about this movie. You'd never seen it before. Never watched it all the way through before. I've seen scenes from it, okay. for sure. Um, uh, but never, never like sat down and watched this thing front to back. Jake, what about yourself? <laughs> I've guy? seen it at one point. I cannot recall when. I, you know, whatever. It's been on. I've acknowledged its presence and moved on. Yeah. <laughs> I just combined a long and on and just ended up just completely mumbling. Whatever. I... I definitely want to watch two and three that I don't think I've ever seen. Christ, there are two. I, think, and I three. may have seen Final Cut. I have never seen Bloody Mary. Final Cut is two, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because of course, the second one is the final one, and then the third one also exists. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Oh fuck me! I am All right. Well, never. how do we want to pull an order for uh, doing a thirty-second plot synopsis here? I truly don't care. Jake seems to be the most opinionated, so make. Why him don't Jake pick. go last? He'll bat bat close out. I'll go first. Mark, you go second. Jake will bat clean up. Oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I watched this movie like three and a half weeks ago. I barely remember what happened. I mean, yeah, this is this is gonna. Be I a feel like this one. is a plot synopsis that we can do in like five seconds. Uh, <laughs> College okay. kids die. Well, then you then I'm no, very just no. I'm clean up. I'm clean up. up. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, but Jack, what he's saying is we can just take our sweet time and he'll handle it. That's what Back I'm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying you don't. You don't even need me. I'm just gonna sit back and kick the fuck back. <laughs> All right, thirty seconds on the goddamn clock. I guess it's gonna start when I start. A university student is driving a car, and then another a guy tries to warn her that there's something in the car, but instead. She drives Fuck. off because she's scared of him and gets axed in the back of the head, Fuck. and I didn't have a timer in my... Should I, should I just start over? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you didn't even get through the cold fucking open. <laughs> you clearly wanted How to could you be less rest, prepared? So you start a timer. I forgot a timer. <laughs> oh, my God. I did forget about the timer. We're very out of practice, thing. somehow. <laughs> that is unbelievable, dude. <laughs> a college woman is driving down a road, and then somebody axes her in the back of the head from the backseat of her car. We cut to a college campus where kids are... T- I, f- I forgot to start time. Okay, time is me now. The kids are systematically knocked off in various ways of urban legends while they're studying urban legends in Robert England's class. Uh, eventually, the dean gets got, and then on like the last day time, my turn. Okay, whatever. They figure out that it's the main character's friend Brenda. She's mad because the other, the main character, killed her boyfriend accidentally in the past, so she's getting back at them in the way of urban legends. But they kill her. I think not. No, they don't kill her. They expressly do not kill her. There's a lot of attempted murder. Yeah. Uh, so I wow, I guys, I that was um, uh, atrocious. I hope ta- I Jack, you need abysmal. to leave all of that in because. The world needs to know a few things here. One, <laughs> you didn't start a timer twice. 
Yep. You had a whole run. Oh, yep. Okay, well, the first time I didn't even have a timer available to start. So, And then you took your sweet-ass time getting your timer app ready. You yeah, watched an ad because you don't want to yeah. use the native timer. No, I don't like it. And and then you still didn't start it, yeah. thus self-sabotaging again. The other piece I, the other I piece I like here yeah. is that you fell into the trap, the exact same trap, twice, <laughs> of describing the first two minutes of this movie. <laughs> okay, well, here's what happened. I started talking about it, and I was, did you hear? I was going faster. I was going to get through it. About two seconds in, I realized I hadn't started a timer and started freaking out about that situation. I uh, like it. That was great. Yeah. Nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> And me, in particular, nailed it. Agreed. <laughs> this movie's I mean, a slasher. Yeah, it's a slasher. There's not, like... Jared I don't Leto's think it's anything a, else. <laughs> Jared Leto... Oh, yeah, good. It's not, what it's not a comedy. Subgenres it fits into, slasher. It's not meta, really. It's not a classic. <laughs> it's It's almost meta in the way it's that, not, like, though. almost every... It's so archetypical. Yeah, and it's, it's so stupid it's almost a meta commentary on how stupid horror movies were in the 90s yeah partially i mean yeah i guess that's, yes. i guess that's fair the other thing is like the ending scene is literally a meta commentary on itself as an urban legend so okay maybe it's, but i don't but even, i don't, I don't think, think holistically so. that's a good point i don't think holistically the movie could qualify for that though it's just a no, slasher it's just a fucking it's slasher. yes just, just a straight up straight up slasher. slasher yeah that's about it um Wow, we're just cruising through the segments, huh? Well, yeah. why don't, uh, get ready for well, the next I mean, one. Well, I mean, our 30 second quick. plot synopsis took about four minutes, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that well, was I was talking about what in the fuck this movie does right. <laughs> we were we were so good for the first part, and then now it's just now it's just done. We, we... I, I'm realizing these uh, IPA 97s are eight and a half percent, and I've had two of them now. So okay, Whoop. okay. So you got an excuse. I don't know what my problem is. What this movie does uh, right me. is the core concept. This is what I was talking about earlier. It's a core um, concept. In a this is this is going to be sort of my thesis statement for the movie, so I'm going to say these words a lot, but like in something that follows the playbook so closely for what this version of a slasher is, you need to have the thing that you riff on that sort of sets you apart. You need to have the villain. The villain has to have an arch story that comes up at the end. And there needs to be like some hook on like what, what the thing is, right? My bloody Valentine is the miner who has a pickaxe and all this other stuff. But the thing that like sets this movie apart is how unique the murderings are. They're, they're, the first half of this movie is is rife with like these super creative and fun things that you can kind of talk about with your friends of like, oh yeah, I read that chain mail thing from forever ago that says that you get your Achilles tendons cut if you don't check under your car in a mall at night or whatever. Yeah, like that type of stuff is super fun. You're you're absolutely right. That core concept is great. And my favorite part of the core concept of the idea of a serial killer killing people based on the urban legends that already exist is fucking great. That's a great idea. And they got like all the big urban legends as far as I could remember. Well, I mean, they made two other movies, Jack, so they kept going. <laughs> I it could does... not fathom like what other urban legends they would start rolling in because I found myself kind of like, oh, they've covered all the main beats. Like, they didn't do anything with a hook halfway into the movie. Yeah, they didn't do anything with a hook, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could have just like rifled through the the scary stories to tell in the dark books and found like at least four or five more. Mm-hmm. Cool, good talk. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll I mean, fire through say, the other so. two and I'll I'll report back on what ones, what classics were left off. You should be that person. I agree. I will be. <laughs> I- 
I aspire to be that person. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have one other. Uh, not not really. I have one. I don't know. Maybe maybe the loser of beers for fears for this week needs to watch <laughs> one of those two. I think you it's should possible. be that person either way. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, I certainly don't deserve to lose. My beer is perfect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, the main thing that I wanted to touch on here because I love it and I escalated it beyond need pick is now the roles aren't big, but I do really like having Robert England and Brad Dourif in this movie as very like at varying levels. Their roles were Dourif's was decidedly more a cameo than England's, but like you have two pretty solid like slasher villains from the genre that you've included so that's nice fan service i don't know if you're like normal popcorny teenager going to the movies in the 90s in 1998 would have understood that almost certainly not but it's but cool it's nonetheless. so it's you know that's that's a good nod considering how trash the movie actually is <laughs> wow uh, this is gonna get contentious that's cool here was a you guys have no fun I had that since you're talking about casting i'll escalate to what it does right because i don't think i have anything else to talk about what it does right julian richings the janitor um is also i've talked about him recently ichabod from that patriot show that i like and recently the star of anything for jackson i like seeing that guy in shit oh he's the older guy in that again. movie huh yeah Huh. And he rules. Yeah, he's just the creepy looking guy who he's like he's the one of the most recognizable creepy looking janitors. He looks really <laughs> creepy. It's it, that perfect casting. Is so good. His name is Ichabod, and the protagonist just assumes that everybody calls him Ichabod as a joke, and they're in an elevator, and he's like, "So why does everybody call you Ichabod?" And he's like, "Because that's my name. Why would they not call me Ichabod?" <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm <excellent>. not. <laughs> Sure. Great casting. It reminded me of a good show. This movie reminded me of a good show that's, is what it did. Right? Hey, that's that's a positive, right? <laughs> Honestly, Jack, I feel like anything that reminds you of Patriot gets a shout out in what the movie does right. So this is fine. This is all this, this is good. It, it's, it's it belongs here. Yeah. Parker yeah, yeah. played by Michael Rosenbaum just made me think like what would this be like if he was played by fucking Paul Rudd? Yeah, absolutely. The it whole time. Better. Jared Leto's a fucking dreamboat. That's something it does. He also I, doesn't he age. He is so young in this movie. Well, we but just he also said the doesn't age. Things. It's crazy. It's because his eyes are so like like his eyes haven't changed at all. But honestly, like I knew Jared Leto was in this movie. I had already seen the first scene of Jared Leto running around doing things, and then I wondered aloud, "When are we going to see Jared Leto? He's so highly billed that I feel like he should be in this movie." And then, it, like, three scenes later, it occurred to me, like, oh, that strapping young gent is Jared Leto. <laughs> that piercing blue-eyed dreamboat. I didn't recognize him prior to Texas Buyers Club. <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, that one. Dallas, <laughs> Dallas is in Texas, Jack. Come on. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay, I do want to give, like, one other thing. I want to pot one other thing and what the movie does right. And I, it's, I, I don't know how to discuss this, okay? So I already tipped my hand as to my thoughts about the movie overall. We'll get into more stuff. But something about this movie, and it is not synergistic. I don't, I've, I've thought about this long and hard. I've lost sleep, guys. I don't think anything about this movie is synergistic. But something about watching this movie is really, like, gripping and entertaining to me. Like, I watch the movie and, like, cannot take my eyes off it. And I don't know what that engagement factor is coming from. I cannot attribute it. And that is a weird secret sauce special magic thing that is just going to, I'm just going to have to let it go like a butterfly. Let it fly away. It, it fucking amused is, my boosh, dude. <laughs> there is something about a movie that is this 90s ass a movie 
featuring prominently featuring Tara Reed that is just like yes this is correct this is everything it's supposed to be it's doing yeah it's, I, here we go it's not a so bad it's good either it's just no, like it's definitely, it's not, definitely not no 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 this is not trying to be a so bad it's good yeah this is trying to be a zero risk fastball right this is we know exactly what blueprint we're following mm-hmm. and we're gonna do it and we're not gonna fuck anything up and that's it. You're not getting the the, sure. the extent of the risk in this movie is like the creativity of the kills that they execute, and that, frankly enough, is that's that kind of frankly all you need, is right? enough to make the whole package work. Yeah, like spend yeah spend your time in that area and don't worry about the rest. Like make the rest foolproof, or as foolproof yeah. as you can. I, I, I guess mean, yeah. So this movie is this movie is junk food, and that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. This is a total carbohydrate horror movie. You- but you know what else also contributed to the perfect time capsule nature of this movie? Joshua Fucking, Jackson? Nope. Zoot Suit Riot. Oh, God. Yeah, par- by the cherry poppin' daddies. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the whole party <laughs> stuff, man. I mean, the dog's name is fucking Hootie. Yeah. Dog's name's Hootie. Which, like, they expressly say he's like, the lead singer Hootie and the Blowfish's name isn't Hootie. Yeah. Darius Rucker hates it when you call him they Hootie. They had to go that whole, through Blowfish. that whole thing. Oh man, I love it. He's such an asshole. <laughs> I love it. But that's oh. another good thing. That, that's another thing that's kind of the movie does that is such like particular of that time capsule is there's like from that era of film there was this understanding or I, sh- I guess I should say like misunderstanding of what like high school slash college felt like where it was just like these insane rager parties of like hot supermodel people running around doing crazy shit never getting caught doing like recreational drug use they like the bullies were all stereotypical bullies they, you know you're, if you're in college you're set against this backdrop of like this beautiful like ivy league thing the dean in this movie is like one deleted scene away from telling these kids that they're on double secret probation <laughs> yeah yeah what what, what how we, it's Whoa. i still can't get over the fact that in the late 90s there were two like post ska bands that both had daddy in the title it's crazy why can't you get over that why is that a hard know. thing it's to get over it's very strange and why it's ve- there weren't that many of them Are there you weren't calling... that many like wait is cherry pop and daddy's post ska okay first question what is post ska two <laughs> is cherry pop and daddy's a swing band post ska three is post ska just swing music Kind of yes. Post ska is that kind of post ska is not a lifestyle with the swing <laughs> aspect. It's not a lifestyle like ska is a lifestyle. I will turn my back on post ska, but I will never turn my back on ska. Okay, so that's thing one. Uh, but the I I think that they are not just ska, right? Ska had a little more of that trying to be edgy punk thing, and then and the post ska was back to mainstream. No, we're just gonna we're gonna take the melody of sing 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 and just record various songs over that. Um and you had Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and the Chair and Poppy Daddies and they did that. Hmm. Sounds like you need to like do a mashup. Yeah, you just had the well Mark, you had the percolators keeping it real. And then Real Big Fish trying to bridge the gap between Ska and post-Ska, I think, is what I, I feel say. like Real That's Big Fish analysis. is just smack dab in the middle of Ska. No, they're they're trying to become post-Ska. Yeah, you, I don't and think you can try to become post-Ska. And they're failing by just being regular Ska. No, they're like pop-Ska. You know, that's not how it works, dude. 
You don't try to what? become post something. You, you, they, they were trying to be post ska. Actual ska. Stop it. Like is much more off-putting than Real Big Fish was, which is delightful and pop music. We're not going to like, die. We're not doing a music podcast right now. What happens is that people get all fucking uppity about like, how... actual ska music is unlistenable Look, and off-putting. Yeah, and it's <laughs> punk as shit, and it's DIY, it has its own like DIY centrality to it, and then anything else like commercial success, whatever. That is selling out, and you are shunned, and then therefore you have post ska. But real big fish, they did it themselves. They they're like I think first big single was sellout. You know. So really, what you're saying <laughs> oh is God. instead of being post ska, they became pop pre post ska. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Now we're onto something. Okay. Fan theory. Okay. What movie do we review? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Real Streetlight Manifesto. Real I think is what it was called. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Uh, no, believe true, it or not, movie to that was Urban Legend, everything. that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Jake, we're not at the end of the episode yet. You usually do that when we're trying to export our files. Well, I usually <laughs> have my wits about me. Oh, Christ. What else did the movie do right? Oh, nothing. Yeah, that was. I didn't have anything else either. Uh, There's a is, sprinkling of magic in it. That's really all you need to yeah. know. Yeah. Is Tara, was Tara Reid's show supposed to be like a, like a Loveline variant? Because I fucking loved Loveline. Yeah, like a like Dr. Drew thing? Yeah, it's like, col- yeah. it's like college radio... Little bit of everything, but mostly about uh, sex because college. And they're having see Mark's earlier comment about college and everything ragers. College and, is supposed to be when you're in high school. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Or when you're a forty year old person trying to write what they thought college was supposed to be exactly. for young people. What they missed out on. <laughs> anyway, I liked Love Line a whole bunch. So that's again, it reminded me of something else that was good. That's what this movie does. It just reminds you of good <laughs> things. <laughs> Like attempted murders, you know? Thank you. This is a pretty good <laughs> beer. Do we have anything a dozen middle? It's kind of hard. I have middle. It's, it's a hard movie to middle. I'll grant yeah. you yeah. that. Yeah. Do you have something? Mark, yeah, do you? You said I have. Well, I'm, I, I was on the fence of whether or not I wanted to keep this in middle or just fully downgrade it and does wrong. So I guess it'll be like a... Now put it in middle. Put a okay. bri- Do a bridge. It's bridge. It's, it's going from middle to post-middle. It's actually, I mean, it's actually a pretty good it's, bridge because it's, it's part it's pre-good, post-middle, future nope. bad. It is future bad. I'll give you that much. So, <laughs> we we were just talking about like the crazy hyperbole involved in like what these students' lives are like, and part of that is incredibly endearing and charming, and harkens back to like the you know all the fun stuff we had when we were kids in the movies that we watched. I mean, even even stuff of just like. I'm rewatching um Are You Afraid of the Dark right now and how wildly exaggerated the like tropes of the bullies and stuff are just it's it's a simpler time and all that stuff but the thing the piece that you get with that particularly this was this became much and much worse in the early 2000s but you were starting to get like dribbles of it in 1998 when this movie came out and um there, there's like this weird amount of misogyny and heteronormativity sewed into this thing that is very, very off-putting. But to combine it with the tone of these like never-ending parties, and they know what they're doing too, because Josh Jackson, the guy who is the insufferable misogynist asshole, Charlie is Conway, the second Frat person to die, guy, yeah. Charlie Conway, guy from Fringe, Charlie, um, Con- the guy from Mighty Ducks, get out of here. <laughs> I mean Mighty Ducks too, but let's not. Fringe is also very good. It's Mighty Ducks. 
my point is that's a weird footnote part of the culture of the late 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. and seeing it fits with the overall timbre of the movie and they clearly like know they do it to make him a villain they know they shouldn't be doing it but also it's pretty shitty <laughs> so that's my point no i agree yeah. with you like that that was like a huge that's what culture was around that time man like late 90s early aughts there was a tremendous amount of that misogyny and heteronormativity like you said mark i i think that that's a time capsule for sure i mean i i just look back at like that's around the time that like mtv was at its peak jackass was starting to become a really big factor and it's just like that culture is (laughs) such a specific and fucked up thing that I hopefully we never go back to, but yeah. And the thing is, like everything exists in very specific buckets. So even if you did have like a gay character, it was the stereotypical gay character. Yeah, it sure. Was the excessively flamboyant gay guy or the butch plaid wearing lesbian, and those were the only two gay people you ever saw in any movies like this. <laughs> and this movie and has neither of those, but whatever. Well, apparently this there was a whole a- goth scene on campus, though. Oh, God, oh, there the sure was. I, I mean, also, like, I like the equating of goth with depressed. Like, well, she put black up all over the room, so I had a pretty oh, good idea. Yeah, she was the commentary shy. on that shit was, uh, <laughs> what, the movie does wrong. two things, suicidal and slutty, you know? That's what it is. That's college. <laughs> waka waka. And also those weird finger things. Oh, yeah, the, the claw. <laughs> the, the single finger claw. Yeah, exactly. Also problematic with 1997 in a much less Eight. bad way but also still sucked Eight. was that was the year that uh puff daddy just straight up lied to kurt loader on mtv about the song i'll be missing you I can't believe we're fucking, doing this you guys remember that fucking kurt loader calls I himself only, a journalist what an asshole i only believe i only remember it because you reference it like probably once a month yeah, it <laughs> well, comes it's up important. a shocking amount on this podcast. It's important. He told Kurt Loder that he was sitting around listening to MTV in 1996 and the police's I'll Be Watching You came on the air. No, it fucking didn't, Puff Daddy. Okay. And Kurt Loder should have called him out on it. Tying this all back, uh, are the police pre-ska? Yes, absolutely, in the way the clash is. Okay. I thought that was going to inspire more com- conversation than There's, it did, but I, I guess it was just accurate? Yeah, absolutely accurate. I okay. I was listening to them a little bit over the weekend, and they were a lot more like reggae ska-y than I remember them being just like traditional rock. But whatever. The Clash's last two albums are almost entirely reggae, and they're pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> hey, speaking of not good, what does this movie do wrong? Boom! Segway! We're already in oh. it much it does yeah we were dead in what it does wrong but it does Fine, unless God, you want to put the back on track problematic okay. heteronormativity and what it does middle mark i don't want to well i mean yeah you you were the one who talked me back up into putting that in the does middle so you have only yourself <laughs> to blame uh hey this is a bad movie <laughs> in what ways <laughs> say um, more <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll start with the effects which universally looks shitty, but I want to start with it. They okay. do not look I mean, you do you, dude. Shitty. This is your soapbox. Look, look, even the stuff that should be cringeworthy just by virtue of it being what it is, I'm thinking specifically of the Achilles tendon cut here. And the looks dog exploding? Abysmal. I don't know. Especially for that Achilles tendon cut. The knife barely touches whatever fake flesh thing they made to <laughs> yeah. cut, and then they cut bad. away so soon. It's just like a... 
person whipping their wrist into the ri- wrist into the air and whipping nothing, their nothing wrist happens. <laughs> whipping their and wrist then, wistfully that's followed up pretty quickly by the lightning strikes in the bathroom when everybody's screaming and the light source is clearly coming from deeper in the house and not the window that the camera is facing it's just bad and no attention to detail and bad this movie cost the light source was coming from inside the house yes it was oh god 14 million dollars yep. they had to pay Tara Reed. i mean yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious <laughs> to see like what each actor was paid and like then what was left over to do the movie making part. Yeah. So I I do want to start with effects cuz it was like the most obvious thing. To yeah, me. it's like, fine. It's I mean, then like... okay, sure. Other thing that I think is bad is that this movie outside of its ability to be like we're going to show some urban legend based kills is a trash story. <laughs> It is, they so clearly just wanted to make the concept of the movie and then stumbled their way bass backwards into a plot that could, that they like shoehorned in as hard as they could because yeah, none of the, none of the actual story makes any sense. Right. You know, what's crazy is Wikipedia says it has one writer, which is buck wild because this movie has the vibe of a movie that has like 16 or 17 different writers on it it really does (laughs) i either way though mark mark said it right i mean they wanted to show off these kills the core concept like we talked about earlier is solid and then from there they just there wasn't any real care given to how to make this thing tick as a cohesive film (laughs) and it really shows it it stumbles its way through its runtime to an extraordinary degree there's no like building there's there's no real like care given to any of the characters. I don't give a shit, which is kind of okay sometimes with these slashers. I, there's certain amount of like meat puppetry that has to happen. But the way in which they build everything about these characters and even some of the choices that they make to like throw in things that I have to perceive they thought were clever are terrible. Like one example would be when they throw the axe in uh, fucking Robert England's office, and it's like you, as the viewer, know that that's not the axe that was used at the start because the axe that was used at the start had like the blade on both sides, yeah. and they go out of their way to show you this one doesn't. So it was just in there to make the characters be suspicious of something that you, as the viewer, are not, which is counterproductive. Like I hate that shit. It's like they went out of their way to make these actors less likable because I actually like Alicia Witt, who plays like Natalie. Right, I think she's a good actor, and I, I was kind of charmed by her but the longer she's on screen and the more people with which she interacts i'm just like i don't care i mean i like parker provably good actor (laughs) i liked parker's character but (laughs) (laughs) you know you like you like the misogynist 90s frat bro uh, he, uh, of the 90s misogynist frat bros he wasn't the most 90s misogynist frat bro that's true. He came in second place in that contest. <laughs> I I think it was tangential to the fact that like he was associated with his dog. Hootie. I do like a dog. Yeah. Um, Hootie got it bad. Yeah, Hootie did not deserve <laughs> what he got. That was unfortunate. That was that's actually one of the scenes that I remember like sticking out to me. It was like, "Oh my god, they microwaved a dog. That's fucked up." Yep. <laughs> um to get back to the story though, we never really like fully unpacked the the actual arc that happens here. So Natalie, the main character, Alicia Witt, that Jack just said, in high school, her and the girl at the start are doing the headlights initiation thing for, like, funsies, and they're fucking with this guy. For funsies. (laughs) That's what you do when you're in high school. Fuck. Um, They're fucking with this guy, and he loses control of his car, and he crashes it and dies. Turns out that was Brenda's beloved 
Uh, she then goes to college with them to plot her revenge. And her her <laughs> plot of revenge is not just, I'm going to kill these two people who killed my b- boyfriend. It's, I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill the Dean. I'm going to kill this random other guy who is like actively making the life worse of the other person who I'm trying to kill anyway. So I don't know why I would kill that person in the first place. I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill Tara Reed for no reason. Kills the dog. Kills the dog for no, like the war path, the war path that she goes on is wholly unrelated to the events that actually started the war path. (laughs) <laughs> Mark, would you blow the whistle? Because we got a lot of nitpicks approaching. Well, you're already doing nitpicks. Here. Oh, fuck yeah. And one of them is with this scene. So I want to talk about it now. Hmm. Well, but the whistle hasn't blown yet. Sounds which like scene? Jack has more... I don't even know which scene you're talking about. With well, I'm Terry? talking about the, 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 the flashing of the headlights sequence in oh. particular. Blow the whistle, please. <laughs> We're also doing a little bit of A to Z horror legal corner here. Ooh. Because dun, 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 she got charged dun. with reckless endangerment, She right? was a passenger in the car and she got charged with reckless and in- convicted of reckless endangerment and got probation so a lot of things wrong here one absolutely impossible to prove reckless endangerment for the passenger in a car where this it's it's effectively impossible to prove reckless endangerment for shining your brights behind another car and that being reckless endangerment Impo- literally impossible for the passenger and then i guess this is a problem with just our whole justice system but you shouldn't <laughs> get just probation Christ. for reckless endangerment i understand they're pretty white women but that's probably how it would go but you shouldn't that's a problem that's just bad i mean they lost their captaincy on the cheerleading squad too though mother so fuck that's yeah, that's that part happened. of it and you have to you have to think that like that all happened because they were honest about it right like they were on some back ass road like they could well, also just they were- called the cops and been like oh my god we saw a car crash and lied about the whole thing Oh, and then the cop gets out. He's like, Did you sure. flash your brights at him? Yeah, and that's they, not a line of question yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> they had inadequate representation for sure, but I mean, fuck them too. But also, like, uh, the dean also, they were juveniles. The dean shouldn't know about the history, right? Yeah. Colleges don't get to know about that shit if it's juvenile. Oh, Christ. It's unbelievable. Well, look, I mean, reckless endangerment charges typically apply to, like, parents that leave heroin needles around their infant children. Sure. That seems it's more a more yeah, likely. And cause. they get probation and they lose their captaincy of the cheerleading squad. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. established precedent, Jack. It's precise. You're actually hitting on something that I had a, a nitpick with, which was that these are like young couples and families and shit. Uh Brenda was talking about how her beloved, as you mentioned, who died, <laughs> they were like gonna get married right after high school. It's like fuck, dude. How early that are you happens. going? Why, though? I, mean, I was, Dude, <laughs> she was though? in love and she cray. She was, yeah. It, okay, the, I'll accept cray. That's fine. <laughs> Fucking how, 18 how, how years old. How long after high school is it acceptable? I was 22 when I got married. That, those I live in Utah, so, I mean, frankly, you just have to make it back from your mission. They're really beating the curve in Utah there. Yeah, they are. I, honestly, I feel like I feel like the normal married age in Utah would be like 18 and one day if it weren't for the mission that you'd have to go on for two Fuck, years. Dude, I can't do this. <laughs> this is more depressing than I thought it would be. <laughs> I had a law school classmate who called himself Andy Sadsack, and he called himself Andy Sadsack because he thought his life was over because he made it back from his mission and didn't find a wife. I'm going to move on. 
to something else <laughs> yeah. that I think this movie does wrong. I think this was a me thing. In fact, I'm almost sure of it, but it's still something that was very wrong with my viewing experience, and that's that the audio and video were not synced up. There was oh, a noticeable difference in yeah, I feel the, like the, just... the, the, the mouth movement was probably, I don't know, quarter second ahead of the audio. Like, noticeable. Bad. So what did you do about it? Uh, I dealt with it and hated it. You did literally nothing. You about didn't it. restart your. Oh no! I tried on. Okay, I tried on. I so I started watching on my TV, my big TV. Then I moved to this computer that I'm currently on. Then I moved to my other laptop. So I actually went down the list of like, it should have been the most solid possible viewing experience to slightly more potential for fucking up to like complete crapshoot and what, each of them were exactly the same. So I'm not sure why, but every single device showed this the, audio delay. Mark, um, I think you watched it on Tubi. Yeah, no how way. did you watch it, Jack? Jake? Either of you? I was on Amazon. Everybody oh. was on Amazon, obviously. Okay. No one watched <laughs> this on Pluto. It's free on Pluto if you want to watch what it. What is Pluto? I don't even know what the fuck that it's is. A dog, I don't dude. know, but it's free on it. Pluto's a dog. <laughs> He's a good dog. Pluto's a great dog. I'm really curious how the killer doesn't get like jettisoned out of the truck at the very beginning. If you're not wearing a seatbelt in the back of a like janky ass early '90s truck and you kill someone with an axe and the you hit a tree or whatever, you're going especially 80 when feet out that front. Especially seat, the when front she, it, it, that very thing happens to her later. Yeah, yeah. It's it, I hate it when the movies break their own rules where this happens once, but at the beginning it's just like, ah, don't worry about it. She had yeah. a parachute on. It's fine. She Her. really likes to attack people while the car is moving, which is not the best policy. It seems like a yeah. It seems like a very bad way to go about things. It's a very bad way to go about things. On that same scene, actually, later on, they say that she was la- the what's the girl's name who was killed? I'm putting on the spot here, oh, but Jesus, I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know the girl who was killed. Whatever her name was. Um, they say that she's last seen at the gas station, but she was the Michelle? only one at the gas station. Michelle. Sure. They say that she was the only one. She, they, she was the only one at the gas station, aside from Brad the guy, Durif. aside from Wormtongue. Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif, and he's also missing, and I think later declared dead in another thing. They say they find him, and then I think he's dead. I can't I remember. They said he got actually. arrested. He, they definitely. But said he at got that arrested. point, he's still on the lam, regardless of whether or not he is alive or dead. So Did how do they know him? she was last seen at the gas station? Huh? Man, yeah, I poked some holes. In they said he was arrested. Are, not at that point. No, there's a line before they find him. Oh, like I don't know why I'm defending scenes. it. Of course this wouldn't work. Hey, what the fuck is she talking about? She found an early edition of the Kama Sutra at the library that has pictures in it. <laughs> that book was printed contemporaneously with the movie. And I don't think... <laughs> early edition of the Kama Sutra. What the fuck do you mean? That book's like 3,000 years old. What the fuck are you talking it's, about? It's bound it's in the, human skin. It might be the stupidest <laughs> line ever written. I, I mean, think. that is that is something that like a dumbass college student would say, though. That That is like one of the most terror read lines, I think, of, <laughs> I think in any movie. It's actually uh, no, perfect. Mark, That's the perfect. most terror read line comes later in the movie when Ooh. she says, I'm leaving now. I'm going to the rave station. I'll meet you later. Tara Reed says the lines, I'm going to the rave station when she's leaving a frat party at a castle. So, so Jack, I want you to, in your mashup that you're making of the two, of Cherry Pop and Daddies and Voodoo Daddies. Big I, Bad Voodoo Daddy. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Singular. Daddy, Mark. sorry. 
I want you to sample that line. <laughs> Wait, what did Mark call? <laughs> or alternatively, just name the name the mashup going to the rave party. What, what you've given rave me station. here is a very easy task because a mashup of the Cherry Poppin' Daddies and the Big Bad and Big the. Bad Voodoo Daddy, you almost fucked me up there, <laughs> is just the song Sing 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 with like worse drumming. Yeah. So, so okay. So so do Sing Sing Sing. Turn the drum skill down a bit. Like find a really shitty drum Turn version of it. Drum skill down. <laughs> I then, open the song and I then bring just it up sample. in audacity and I say effect. Turn drum skill to down. <laughs> and then and then just sample some Tara Reid quotes. <laughs> you know this sounds fun enough that I might actually make this. I'm actually writing this down on my to do list because this does sound very. And fun. try try not to make a hit song, Jack. I, this does sound very fun to me. You'd have to find a version where you can like kind of deconstruct all the parts so you can throw in a random drum sample for the whole time, the whole length of the song. Oh, shit, this is my work to do list. Oh well, <laughs> just do it at work. It'll be fine. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Oh my god! This um, movie, this movie has a weird amount of characters going somewhere to talk. Did you guys oh, notice yeah. that? Can we like, go somewhere to talk? They, they, they use that line like six times between every single subset. Isn't of that people. what happens like, in like drama okay? shows and shit? We should go talk. We'll go talk somewhere. Well, it's, it's what happens in the TV show Frasier. It's much like Frasier, where they can we go somewhere to talk, and they go to his kitchen that has like demonstrably open windows into the living room. Yeah. Right, it's part of the design aesthetic of his apartment, <laughs> they go, like, and they're six speaking. Feet away loudly about secret things with open walls that's what this I'm movie pretty sure is it's fine except not as good as Frasier. no shit well i'd rather watch this than Frasier, though that is a i have another comment take. about the music <laughs> okay uh back to the cold open rewind um her fuel goes from fuel light turns on to critical out of gas <laughs> during one song immediately <laughs> in one that song the and they go out of their way to make it you light. know as the viewer that it's happening during one song it's not even a gallon of gas. It's the most <laughs> useless fuel. That fuel light turns on yeah. maybe quarter mile. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out to let you know, hey, hey you're out of gas. They got through one hey, verse that song. I you forgot are, what the song exactly, was. You are exactly one total eclipse of the heart away from being out of gas. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> it was so bad. It was total eclipse yeah. of the heart, wasn't it? Yeah, it fuck was. Me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jake, while we're on the music, here's a nitpick with the whole film. 30 Seconds to Mars, I'm going to betray my own beer choice here, but that first album came out like a month before this movie in 98. Why wouldn't the fuck they get a 30 Seconds to Mars single in this maybe, movie? Maybe it was too expensive. They'd blown their budget on Tara Reid, man. They already had Jared Leto, and how much could a 30 Seconds to Mars song cost in 1998? Not fucking much. They sucked. I mean, you'd have to convert back to $1998, which means you have to stop over in Farthings. So no one can do that kind of math. <laughs> no one here, at least. <laughs> Inscrutable. Hey, Inscrutable. I have a question. I like the scene. Oh, go ahead, Mark. You haven't spoken for like I at like, least a minute. I like the scene with the dean when he's talking to the head of security face-to-face, and they have a bit of an exchange. He's just like, literally never do anything unless I tell you. And then she walks away. And I mean, three seconds later, he gets both of his Achilles cut and then is run over by his own car and impaled on one of the most public places on campus. Yep. I just like the internal logic of this movie that the the head of security would have had to have turned tailed, put on like soundproof headphones and full on fucking sprinted away <laughs> in order to be far enough to not witness. No, it was just clever cut. Mark. Oh, yeah. They just had to keep the pace up. That was really like 20 minutes later. It just so- took him that long to... 
get the I mean, keys yeah, out of his old. pocket and unlock his car. It's old. <laughs> We've talked about the bad writing in this movie before, but <laughs> the scene when Jared Leto first meaningfully interacts with Alicia Witt, right? When he's like, what do you want me to do? I'm just trying to do my job, right? I'm a reporter. He says, what do you want me to do? Am I supposed to turn my back on a murder? Am I supposed to turn my back on what <laughs> might be a suicide? And she says, it wasn't a suicide. She was murdered. And Jared Leto goes, <gasps> and like slaps his face Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone style. It's like, you just fucking said murder. How could she possibly correct you? What the fuck is happening? Did you forget the line that was spoken two seconds ago? It's unbelievable. Uh, who directed this? I, I should have looked this up before. I had. Jamie Blanks. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Fucking fire. Um, Spitting fire. He directed Valentine in 2001, and then Storm Warning and Long Weekend in 07 and 08. And that appears to be it. The storied career of Jamie Blanks. You know what? If you do it perfectly the first time with Urban Legends, then that that's all you need. Urban Legends, huh? <laughs> urban Legends. Sorry. I think it turns into Urban Legends in the sequels. That makes more sense, This is I just think. Urban Legend. Yeah. He directed a movie in 93 called Silent Number that does not have a Wikipedia page. Cool. I have a question. What's abnormal psychology? Legit question. Is that a thing? Yes. Lab- yeah, abnormal is psychology thing. is a what thing. What is it? What's what's um, abnormal psychology? Th- th- it's the cool version of psychology where you study all the super duper crazy shit. Well, there, so there are, as I understand it, which is uh, very- We're actually getting an education are... corner. Listen up, bozos. Like psychological diagnoses that fall into certain categories within what's presently the DSM-5, right? But then abnormal psychology is elements of various diagnoses that don't traditionally fall well into one camp or another or present in a different way and why things might present in a different way and still be what is diagnosable as a a thing that you could diagnose under the DSM-5. Oh, okay. Uh, Whatever, I'll take your word for it. It doesn't sound interesting. That it's was a much boring. more intelligent answer than I was going to be able to provide. <laughs> it's like psych, but not normal. <laughs> I mean, it was going to be better okay. than that. Somewhere in the middle of those Somewhere two. Somewhere between those two. Is On that continuum, it's Probably in the middle. closer to Jake than to Jack, but... Cool. Uh, hey, when they break into the professor's office and she says, isn't this like against journalistic ethics? He says, Jur- journalistic ethics was bringing down my GPA, so I dropped it. Pretty sure that ethics in whatever field you're going in, whatever professional field, is not an elective class. I don't know. It was the 90s. <laughs> Business were becoming a thing. ethics. You know what? I I wouldn't be surprised if in the 90s legal ethics were an elective at Idaho law. That's not a joke. Yeah, see? There you go. We've come a Cigarette, long way. Cigarettes were banned from exam rooms at the University of Idaho Law School in 1998. So that's a fun story. That is a fun story. That's, that's the movie. It's kind of surprising how late That's the movie that this that year was, actually... was made, as they say. Yep. I I thought, yep. I, frankly, I thought it was later than that. I thought it took a long time for cigarettes to actually get fully route out of the bar process. They they weren't fully right out of bars, but like I was saying, I, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Not, I later. mean like the bar, the bar exam, not oh. bars. Yeah, well, maybe the bar exam. I don't know. I just know that I was taking a practice test from 1998, and it said, like, for the first time this year, you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes during the classroom in the instructions. You have to go outside <laughs> and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, just to go back a little bit on line delivery, I think one of my favorite all-time all time. like action hero line deliveries is, uh, what's her name, the security lady saying, Mo. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was great. She's like, who should I kill first? Eeny, meeny, miny, and then from off screen, Mo. Boom. I think it was good. <laughs> Love it. What a stupid and awesome line delivery that is. I was trying to, I spent a substantial amount of the movie trying to figure out where I recognized her from, and I'm proud to say I got there before I looked it up, that she was from that episode of Party Down is what I was remembering her from. Oh, God. Where her husband at the funeral, James Ellison's funeral, where her, she's telling everybody, like, find yourself a crock pot. Oh, God, that show's good. Holy crap, I do not remember. I've seen that show once, and it was not really all that memorable. <laughs> There's That's a few it. moments. Ron Donald do's and don'ts. You burst in there like it was something you should have remembered. <laughs> then you were like, it was totally not memorable. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I, I like to keep you on your toes. Well, if my toes are kept. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... This is my last one, and it is rude, so I apologize to all those involved. But I'm oh curious. I'm curious if this is actually like done. Intentionally I think this is the not. first time ever somebody else has somebody has called out what they're about to say as rude on yeah. the podcast. So here we go. <laughs> well, it is. It is pretty mean. I feel like I'm one. Did they go out of their way at the end of the movie when they reveal that the story, t- like there's a story being told? And Brenda is like in on the joke, and it's like the whole meta uh-huh. part of it, and it's another urban legend as things like spiral further into urban legendity. But <laughs> they go out of their way to make the people in that, like, air quotes, real world group look weirder than I normal agree. people. I agree. Because they look like actively way weirder. Now, I mean, that's juxtaposed to the rest of the film that is populated entirely by supermodels. So probably not a fair comparison there. But there's a big swing between those groups. And I really want to know if they were trying to do that from from like a perspective of making it seem more real or not. Because it's, it's jarring. <laughs> it's super jarring. I don't know if they're trying to make it more real. I mean, Mark. I would say it was a pretty unbelievable group in its own right. You are about to send a ex- send me down an exceedingly deep rabbit hole involving the podcast Dead Eyes, so I don't want to get that far. Wow, into good it. restraint. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else. I think we should That's just go fine. to ratings. <laughs> cool. What movie was this? I mean, we already like gone out of space. I already had a baby instead of a shark. I mean, yeah. we, we've done everything. Like. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of a Danny Pudi would rate Larry King's understanding of his career. That's not a luxury, though. Coffee and socks are not a luxury. All right, give me a luxury. Which, what luxury should I have? Private plane. Larry, I'm on ducktails. And for 10, think of how Henry would rate Paulie's system for doing the garlic. Paulie did the prep work. He was doing a year for contempt, and he had this wonderful system for doing the garlic. He used a razor and he used to slice it so thin that it used to liquefy in the pan with just a little oil. It's a very good system. Stories the first getting gorgeous at these movies. Uh, Jake, this wasn't your pick, what? but I'm going to pick you first for story. I it was just my old thing was I was trying to not go fine. Mark because I had it in my head that it was a Mark pick. So yeah, Jake, it's what's fine. Your story I've been rating? first the whole night. You've done you you've been consistent, which is good. It's good. Right. Rigorous format, Jack. Rigorous format. I gave it a three and a half for story. Uh, core concept. Good. Urban legends killing via those. Cool. Everything else, not cool. The way this story progressed was bare bones at best and had a lot of issues. So three and a half. Yep. Totally agree with you. I gave it a three. I also mentioned like a couple of instances in which it feels like this has a thousand writers and it apparently only has like one credited writer. So that's bad. Kind of an accomplishment. I mean, yeah, you got to do a lot. Not really. I mean, you just don't even fucking show up to work and whatever. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. But also there's stuff like just there are lines that like actively demonstrate that the writer was not observing lines they wrote. I mean, less than an inch on the <laughs> thing they're looking at ago. This could have been yeah. a murder or a suicide. <laughs> it was a murder. What? <laughs> Mark, what's your story rating? I went a little bit higher, still on this side of the average line, though. I gave it a four and a half. Um, I think that the strength of this story is how little it distracts you f- by being bad. It's like... It is very clearly one of the weakest points in the movie, but it's also so, like, it just gets out of the way. And beyond that, it does, to a certain extent, I guess, in so far as it is the thing associated with this movie, enable a pretty fun ride of, like, I lumped all of this, all of the kills into the story as well, because I think that the two are sort of inextricable in that way. So... One of the be- well, like one of the strengths of this movie is its creativity. It just has a bit of a hodgepodge mishmash of narrative pieces that don't really fit together all that well. But whatever, you, that's why I'm a better, slightly bit higher. You did a better job explaining that than I expected. Jake, what's your world building and immersion score? Our second category. I gave this a six. So, like I said, there's Woo-hoo! some sort of magic going on here with this. Uh, and I have a hard time still describing why. I mean, just rewind. That's as good as it's going to get, really. Something about this kept me pretty enraptured. As far as the world's concerned, they're kind of just at this random college. Like, it is what it is. It's not great. It's not terrible. But the immersion factor uh, is there. And it's surprisingly there. It's it's there to a surprising degree. I was not, I was not prepared for it. So, might even be a bit of a tilt up. But, you know. I, I gave it a four here. I, I agree with you. There is a little bit of magic there, and that's what brought it up to this level <laughs> for me. Um, One point. Off your baseline of three. They didn't build a world. There, There is no cohesive I mean, they world did. here other than kind of a college, but it has Pendleton a University. multi-million dollar recording like studio in it, seemingly, that Private has- Private liberal arts school in New England. A pool with multiple levels, like I don't, I don't know. Uh, with, we didn't even, with... we didn't even talk about the long range connectivity of Tara Reed's headset that she can continue to broadcast as she's running around the entire building. We also oh, forgot, to, I, I forgot to bring up that she removed her windscreen from her microphone to make a point, but like that makes your sound quality a lot worse, and it didn't change. Okay, it's, uh, it's, it's bad on the world building front, and it's bad on the immersiveness front. It is a tilt up. I do agree with you there, Jake. It is better than it has a right to be in those respects, but it's still bad. It's a four mark. Maybe she was going for the metaphor. Cause I think she removed the windscreen because of, it was a fellatio thing. Yes, she did. But it was that like was a safe why. sex said, fellatio thing. You, so you, she could have been like, maybe it cut off before she said this, but like she could have been like, notice how much worse my audio quality is. That's because I'm not practicing safe recording. You know, instead she removed it to say, you don't give a blowjob without protection. That's not safe sex. And the sound quality changed none. So her point was ruined. Yeah. And then she this licked movie has the no attention to detail. So. I, uh, we're still in immersion, right? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I gave it a six. I'm kind of in the similar part of uh, the side of Jake. and <laughs> Except for you gave it a six. Didn't he That's give it a six? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, um, these we are, are falling 8%. apart at the seams. Oh! Jesus Christ. This isn't, the, the, the movie here is entertaining. The world building side, I, I kind of get. It doesn't really fit together or make any sense, but the immersion side is what you need here. There's magic sprinkled throughout this thing. It is as polished a turd as you can get. Which I think is kind of the best way to describe <laughs> this movie. Um, uh, you know what? I fully agree with that. And 
And that that creates a relatively immersive experience. Now, you know what? The 13 Ghost Tony Shalhoub movie is as polished oh, as a Oh, that's can pretty be. polished. Yeah. I did like that movie, too. <laughs> too. That might, also, did that also come out in 1998? That's close. That might be like 99. Yeah, it's got to be close, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a scare factor. Jake, what's your scare factor? Also, factors? Jack, please call it by its correct name, Thur 13 Ian Ghosts. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Apologies. What are we doing? What scare factor, doing? buddy. You want me to give a scare factor rating? I, I give his a three and a half. <laughs> Whatever. There's some interesting kills uh, and the moments of tension, however fleeting, do exist, but they're in very small little capsules, so it's there. It's just not very high. I again agree with you and went lower. I gave it a two. This sure. has something. It's not the literal bottom of the barrel, but even the scenes that are like, like historically proven to make people squirm are they 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 do absolutely nothing. The Achilles tendon scene does nothing. It doesn't look brutal it doesn't look scary it doesn't look squeamish it just looks bad uh it's a two it's not without anything but it's without a lot mark i went higher i gave it a five and a half <laughs> pretty high hey pretty high i think you mark, guys are the kind of score that makes me wish we had a worst ratings <laughs> award we can bring it back whatever just do it it's fine <laughs> um, for a middling score i <laughs> he's not offended i yeah yeah well whatever he does that uh, from time to time look Jack, the the year is only in February. <laughs> I will do worse. <laughs> Give me time. Hold my beer. Uh. Um, few things to say on this. One, urban legends are those things that just sort of get under people's skin by by nature. And Jack, I actually do think that to a certain extent, some of these make people squirm. The one that you're you're repeatedly hitting on that is very well taken on your part is the uh, Achilles cuts. That looks bad, but even so, like. I think you get a lot of additional bonus points just for doing this stuff. And maybe it didn't age particularly well, but I remember this on a first-time viewing being pretty creepy. You're um, channeling your inner 11-year-old? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe I watched this when I was 12 or 13, but still, if that's like, if you're fully capable of terrifying a 13-year-old, then you're definitely better than a 2 or a 3. Your your point is well taken. Where I think I disagree with you is that like I do like the concepts of like the person in the back of the car with the lights, but they don't. For me, they didn't execute it in any way that makes like they they took scare away from instead of making the movie scarier by referencing the urban legend. They made the urban legend less scary by including it in this movie is what happened for me. So now I'm less scared of there being someone in the back of my car with an axe. This movie made I've you seen braver. How unwieldy that is and how easy it would be to stop well and one of the funny things in the trivia is that they had to change the car they were filming with because they the, it was too big or it wasn't big <laughs> enough for them to actually swing the axe in a way that would work anyway, i mean that your, your point is well taken but I, I i hit me differently it is it is funny to think about how this movie would be shot differently now because i think there's been such a revolution in like how to tell the visual story of a scare in the last 20 years that if you remade urban legends right now it would be pretty creepy <laughs> you could and do a pretty good job yeah none of the scenes would be shot the same way <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> that's gonna take us into effects or judicious lack thereof jake it's not a judicious lack thereof movie uh, and what it does show you is not good. I gave this a three. Uh, this is a movie that spent $14 million, and it decided to actually show you stuff, and what it showed you was not impressive, and that's a fucking problem. 
And yeah. I have the personal experience of I tried it on several different devices. I know it didn't happen for you guys, but I have to penalize it for the fact that I couldn't have an enjoyable, like, normal viewing experience this time just a little bit. I might have given it, like, a half point higher otherwise. I gave it a three as well. I agree with you. And my journey with giving it a three was I really wanted to give it a two, but I couldn't find enough bad effects to justify giving it oh, that, that? Bad score. So I gave wow, it a three. you're very meticulous. Yeah. So I gave it a three, Mark. I mean, I gave it a five. I don't think this is as offensive as you guys are making it out to be. The only mm-hmm. thing that looks really... There, there are a few million dollars. The lightning effects coming from the opposite side of the room from the window is like <laughs> the simplest thing in the whole world. Move a light bulb four feet and you fixed it. And they couldn't even do that. To me, it's the spend. It's I like have, the yeah. bang for your buck <laughs> no is like bubble. abysmal. Um, That's probably fair. They spent it all on Tara Reid. We covered this. I, that's maybe a, that's Jack, also Jake, 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 Jake. You're you're forgetting this. Actually, they spent so much money on the cast that this is actually a huge bang for your buck movie because they only had like fifteen dollars left over to do their effects. Well, plus they did have to license the Cherry Pop and Daddies in 1998, <laughs> and that couldn't have been fucking cheap. I would My like God, to see the absolute peak of the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah, I would like to see the distribution for this one. Where did all that go? The the, the corn syrup budget, basically. <laughs> That's going to go overall. Jake, what's your overall score? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I gave this a four overall, and wow. that's, again, like a little bit of a tilt up. It has a what? little magic to it. I think this is a trash movie, like You're unmitigated trash fucking movie. horrible trash. I hate it. And it, <laughs> I can't keep my eyes off the <laughs> yeah, damn thing. Yeah, but also I want to watch so it It's so perplexing. Times. This thing is, I can't get over how perplexing it is. Uh, Yeah, I gave it a three. I didn't get the same level of love for it's a one you point did. I understand whatever. it has a certain amount of magic, but I disliked almost every aspect of it. I thought it was <laughs> a very bad movie that reminded me of a lot of things I like. Uh, so it's a three. Mark? I have fun in my heart, and I liked this movie. I gave it a five and a half. <laughs> this is... I This this movie has to be average. This I when I, like Honestly, this is the most average thing I could possibly... Like, it is exactly polished. Zero risk. It's, Mark, it's maybe the cast we're a, that you would get for this movie. We it might be in most, a median mean situation because maybe this is what things average out to, but it's not what they should average out to. Um, I mean, technically, all of us have it as slightly below average for our overall ratings, typically. <laughs> but um, just glancing at that right now. No, but I just mean like for things that exist in the world, like you, you know what I mean. I. I don't want to live in a world where this is the average thing. That that would depress. Yeah, me. Yeah, when you when you're calling the average that's, thing a polished turd. But that's but I mean that's kind of part of it though, right? Is it's no. average because it takes no risks, whatever, whatsoever. I guess you could polish it. You you could knock it a little bit for being boring in that way. But I don't know. It, I kind of appreciate how well executed risks. it is. It does take risks in having astonishingly bad writing. Like, maybe there was only one writer, <laughs> so maybe bring a risk, in a dude. second. You had a $14 million budget. Bring in maybe a second writer. Well, I think they were like, this is a tried-and-true formula that we need to hop on. We really don't need to spend any money on writing. Get some guy to just write Well, like, that was a, then that was a bad decision. <laughs> that was a Okay, we right. gave it our scores. Okay, so we're going to go on to thumbs up, thumbs down, and this should be unsurprising. Jake, it's a thumbs up or thumbs down for you. Oh, it's a ginormous thumbs down. <laughs> I can't think of a scenario I'd recommend this. There's too many other movies that are like this. Like There are too many other movies that are like this from this time period that I would recommend, but there are way too many other movies that are 
either very much like this or kind of like this that you should see over this one. So, yeah, I cannot I give this a thumbs up. Could not agree with you more. I gave it a thumbs down as well. Not only are there, like, better movies that evoke this era better, Final Destination comes to mind, there are better dog shit movies from this era that I would recommend for us. Like, this this movie is... is it's not good enough only, to be bad. Only fun if somebody really likes Jared Leto, Tara Reid, and the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. And in that event, they, <laughs> it will be a little bit fun despite how shitty it is. It's a shitty movie. Thumbs down, Mark. Fucking taken down. I would also <laughs> give this a thumbs down for almost the exact same reasons as Jack, except for all of the ridiculous bad take hatred that he has for it. It's, so, so me then. Sure. Uh, it's... <laughs> You went long enough ago that I can't remember what you said. So I mean, oh, I'm also not fun. convinced he knows the difference between us at this point. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, well, I didn't have any bad take hatred, so. <laughs> I, I, I guess my point is like, you should see Scream before this. You should probably see I know what you did last summer before you should watch this. Watch every Scream movie before this. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's a lot of stuff in line, but if you do like these like '90s slashers, I I could definitely see myself recommending this one, and I am pretty jazzed about. Going back and probably watching the other urban legends movies. Oh, you know, I'm so confronting myself with an actually. I'm confronting myself with an unanticipatedly interesting question, which is: Would I rather watch this again or the original scary movie again? And I don't have a good answer for you. Right oh, now. dude, it has to be this. I honestly don't have a good answer for you right now. Wow. Mark, what would your answer be? Hair, scary movie has a lot more <laughs> a hateful really vitriol in it. But yeah, it's also that's the thing about. But it's also much movie. more watchable. It takes it takes that like. <laughs> I found this boy. super watchable. That's what was surprising about but this. This is surprising. Scary watchable. movie episode though. I, yeah, but this. So was, you haven't this... rewatched scary movie recently? No, exactly. <laughs> is it surprisingly it's also, watchable? It's very too? watchable. It is. It, it is also is. super watchable. It really and, sucks, but it kind of is. And oh, also, shit. weirdly, one of the most profitable, like bang for the buck horror movies of all time. But honestly, like I don't know. I think they're. I think you kind of have to figure out what mood you're in first if you want a more serious thing or a slightly less serious thing. But calling yeah, very calling this more similar movies. Two things. Good, I think morally, call, you probably have to go with this one though, because th this one doesn't actively use like uh, uh, homophobic slurs, and so that's points. Yeah, well, that's because it just came out <laughs> two years earlier. This one came out two years earlier than. Uh, we were on the movie. we were on the downslide. <laughs> no, dude, the homophobia slurs became a huge thing in early 2000s. That was just like Agreed. throwing that yeah, shit Yeah, MTV yeah. was at its peak, man. We were on the we were on the upslide, I guess. The early well, okay, whatever. I'm not going to I'm not diving into this. We were sliding sideways. Sure. <laughs> Times a sideways slide. Hey, let's get out of here. This has been episode 211 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Their links are going to be down there in the description below as always. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. As we've been doing for about the last year, all of that Patreon money is going to somewhere that deserves it much more than our dumb asses. We're putting that currently towards Feeding America so you can get the same content that you would if you were to become a Patreon any other time. But right now, that money's going somewhere that's really helpful, hopefully. 
As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are at the very, 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 very end of this current crop of selections. We have another Patreon member selection. This one's coming at us from John. It is Take Shelter. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. And that's going to be coming at you roughly one week from today. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Goths, two things, suicidal and slutty, you know? That's what it is. That's college.